Inside TVT, episode six, coming out on June 18th. We are getting dangerously close to July 4th. And for those of you that aren't like us, that doesn't mean going to the lake and having a fun time with your friends. That means watching basketball for the first time in a while because the TBT will be back. And we are ramping up our interviews. We are ramping up our TBT content. On today's episode, we got the coach, our first coach of Team Heartfire, Homer Drew, Hall of Fame coach, Homer Drew. We got from Best Virginia, Deshaun Butler talking about Best Virginia. You know, they've been in the, in the TBT for a while. A lot of their guys have played together for many years. Similar team to Bayheim's Army in terms of teams that are due, but not necessarily. We don't think the talent quite like Bayheim's Army, but we shall see. And we have maybe my favorite interview in the history of interview interviews with uh, Romeo Travis from Mid-American Unity. Very cool interviews. An awesome episode we got coming up for you guys. But first, a word from our sponsors, Germless Masks. And they got a little new jingle. It goes, if your mask doesn't say germless, it's probably not a germless mask. They have any style mask you need. They got the N65 mask, which is breathable. And, you know, it's a better mask, keeps you protected. But, but also, they got the N170 respirator mask. And they have tons of options to choose from. Get a mask for your father for Father's Day. Get an embroidered mask for your sister or your mom. And we're not even supposed to be saying this, but they got some new products coming soon that are absolutely going to blow your minds and keep you safe and keep you clean. Germlessmasks.com. Check them out. Joey, I think you can view their stuff on social media. Do you know where you can do it? Yeah, I've heard from a from a really wise podcaster that you can find them at germlessmasks masks on Instagram. Um, and as you guys already know, I don't need to tell you something. If you're a fan of this show, you know that you can get any type of mask that you could ever imagine from them. Whether you're a hype beast and you want a Travis Scott, whether you're a huge basketball nut and you want a Kobe Bryant mask, they got anything you can need. So find them at Germless Masks. There you go, Joe. If your mask doesn't say germless, it's all probably right, right, not right, a right, Germless right, Mask. All right, all right. Okay. All right. We're going to keep this – uh, part brief of uh, of the this little intro part to the podcast because like all great interviews uh, the interviews were not super super short so we want to make sure that we keep this intro brief because we want to get you guys to those awesome awesome interviews but in the spirit of having uh, Romeo Travis on who if you didn't know probably living under a rock but he was LeBron's teammate in college or in high school LeBron didn't go to college if he did he would have gone to Ohio State um and also, that team, Mid-American Unity, is playing Team CP3. The GM of that team is, of course, Chris Paul. So, in, in the spirit of that, what we want to do is give you guys a coach and a GM, current NBA players, that we think would be awesome additions to the TBT for whatever reasons. Um, and Andrew's going to kick us off. Andrew, what you got? Yeah, I'll start off, but I'll start off by saying this. We're not going to use LeBron, and we're not going to use CP3, because LeBron's... <laughs> LeBron's not a, a GM, but yet in the TBT, but he's kind of involved in American Unity, whatever. But CP3 and is already And he's a GM, GM in the NBA, which is your joke. Right, already exactly. Right, true. He's already GM'd. We've seen it. It's been eh, – is it successful? Did he make the Anthony Davis trade? That's neither here nor there. But my coach, all right, Joakim Noah. Ooh. Because let me tell you who's going to have his TBT guys fired up. Joakim 
flipping Noah. They are going to be ready. They are going to be pumped, and they're going to come out firing on all cylinders, playing hard-nosed, tough defense. And then my GM. Oh, no, no, we're switching off. We are switching off. Yeah. I'll go with my GM. Who's your coach? No, you can do your coach. No, no, you go both then because I like to add some suspense. All right, and my GM. So my GM, who's the GM of the team coached by Joakim Noah. Oh, that's how we're doing it? Whoops. Yeah. What do you mean that's how we're doing it? I thought you were just naming people. I didn't know. No, they're doing it together. I didn't know you were making a front office. All right, and I'm calling it Chicago Elite. Derek Rose is your GM? My GM is Jabari Parker. All right? Because not only is he going to find some dookies, he is going to grab some kids from Chicago, and that team, coached by Joakim Noah, is going to take home the TBT championship, a full 64-team bracket in 2026 will be crowned to Chicago elite GM Jabari Parker, coach Joakim Noah. Okay, um, I love that. Um, I went in a different direction. Um, my GM and coach have nothing to do with each other. If they want to be together, great. It's fine. Um, my GM is going to be Jalen Brunson of the Dallas Mavericks, who um, it might matter. It might not matter that he's a close personal friend of mine and that he would give me a roster spot, hopefully. So that has a little bit to do with why I would have him be the GM. But also, he's a Villanova guy. Lots of great Villanova guys. And he also is as well-connected in the basketball world as – any guy, it seems like. I mean, his dad played nine years in the NBA on nine different teams. And Jalen's agent is the general manager – or well, his former agent – is now the general manager, the president of the Knicks. So, he, he's very well connected. And that isn't even the reason why. The reason is because hopefully he'd give me a spot on the team. <laughs> Are you worried about this, though? Let's say Chicago Elite is in their fifth or sixth year. Jalen's not in the NBA anymore. Are you worried about him being recruited to play on Chicago Elite? No, because Jalen will be in the NBA. Are you crazy? Well, I'm saying if it's like 2031 by then, and maybe he's had a successful 10 to 12-year career, and now he's he wants retiring. to play. After 10 to 12 years, that'd be a, that'd be a longer than average NBA career. Now he's playing for the. He's playing until he can't walk. Maybe he can't walk then. I'm just anyway. Right. You I, yeah. you aren't worried. You aren't worried that that he's going to be attracted to Jabari and Joakim. No, of course I'm worried. But but he's his own man, so he's going to start his own team. Well, and I don't know what it's going to be called. We're working on that. It's going to be called Towel Gang Elite. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not called Drive the Lane, it's not going to make it in. Just tell. Me. Ooh, that's a good point. We can call it Drive the Lane. Fine. Um, Jalen, people don't know, Jalen was our first ever podcast guest. It didn't release first, but he was our first ever interview. First interview. Crazy, crazy stuff. Look how far we've come. Anyway, um, the, Travis. The, the coach of that team is going to be Stephen Curry. Ooh. Now, Steph Curry is not only is he a great teammate that's easy to get along with, which is what you need in a coach. He's got to be able to get along with all his players. But the style of play that he'll have our team playing where we are, we're playing like heard that. We're chucking from deep. We're not playing a, playing a lot of defense. We're gambling for steals. You know, Steph Curry led the league in steals, and he's not that good of a defender. That's what I like to see, okay? He's an underrated defender. Don't get me wrong. And also, if he's our coach, you better believe we're going to get on the golf course to free our minds. Because I don't know if you knew this, but before game six of the NBA Finals one year, played 18 holes of golf with Andre Iguodala. What they do, they won. And Andre Iguodala hit the game winner. So – if that's not a great coach and a great coaching move right there, 
I don't know what it is. So give me Steph Curry as my coach. Jalen Brunson is the GM. The first sign is me, and then it only gets better from there, obviously. I think you're locked into Seth Curry being on that team. Yeah, it's a pretty good addition right there. And I think Steph's son could be about – well, he'd probably be, depending on when this is, might be getting close to legal age to play in TBT. And Steph he's going to be a heck of a shooter. So some of, the, some of the guys that are going to be – him not being a good shooter? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be a bummer. Some of the guys that are going to be on uh, Chicago Elite – all right, Derrick Rose is going to be still proving the haters wrong and be in the NBA still. So he will not – he will outlast Jalen, even if it's 40 years later. So, so Rose will still be in the NBA. All right, D. Wade is going to come out of retirement and have to decide between Chicago Elite and the Golden Eagles, and he's going to pick Chicago Elite because Jabari and Joe Kim are going to recruit him because – wait, also, what does this make us in this situation? Are we like the team owner? I'm a player. I don't know what you are. Well, there's nothing really – but maybe I'm co-GMing it with Jabari Parker, and I'm going through and texting all the people that I've texted this. You're like, David Sachs, David Sachs, come play Chicago Elite. <laughs> no, but, but I think Chicago Elite – Patrick <laughs> Beverly will be on Chicago Elite. Uh, Eric Gordon, Chicago Elite. Um, really, anyone from Chicago. Eric Anthony, Gordon from Indy. Yeah, but that's close enough that we can pull him on to Chicago Elite. Okay, well – Okay, Steph Curry is uh, Steph Curry is getting Kevin Durant and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and all these guys when they're done playing also. So good luck being that team. I mean, we'll see in the we'll see in the championship. We'll see in the finals. <laughs> it's fair to say that if those teams were in the TBT eventually, I think they would be getting a buy if it was a 2014. Uh, I agree. So I don't think there's any buys for these three teams that we interviewed. These are these are teams that are going to have to win an extra game to win the championship out of team Heartfire, best Virginia and mid American unity, Joey, which team do you think has the best chance to win the whole thing? Heard that. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's one of the options. Um, I think that team team Heartfire has a real deal advantage in number one, having a fantastic coach who as you'll hear from the interview, he's not just going to go out there and coach. He is going to listen and try and be the best help he can be. He knows he knows the role of a coach in the TBT is not the same as a as a college basketball coach. So I think that is a huge advantage. And then Isaiah Austin is just a freak, different type of basketball player. So I think those two things kind of gives them a leg up. I agree. I think Best Virginia is one of those teams that you could argue is a top eight seed and should have had one of the buys. And I think they got a tough draw with Heard that round one. And I think they'd be playing money team round two. Yeah. But if they can sneak past money, if they can beat Heard that and get past money team, then I think they will prove that there's no one they can't beat, except that they might have overseas elite next round. But I think best Virginia is, is in a similar way to Bayheim's army due for at least a deeper run this year. Yeah, I, I think West Virginia is on that Bayheim's Army level. We talked about it. Uh, they're, they, they, they know how to win in the TBT. They've done it together for years. They're due to, for a deep run. They've already had deep runs. So, I hear you. I just think I, I wanted to be a little out of the box. And, you know, a lot of the, the best teams are alumni teams. So, let's, let's give some love to a team that was created for a great cause, Team Heartfire. Yes, and we would be – we wouldn't be doing – 
We would be doing a disservice to Mid-American Unity if we didn't even talk a little bit about them. They are a Drew Joyce free agent signing away from being a dangerous first-round team that could potentially blow out Team CP3 in the first game if, if uh, Drew Joyce can hit those seven threes. And you'll hear more about that in those interviews. But let's get to the interviews right now. We're going to go Coach Homer Drew first, Deshaun Butler second, and Romeo Travis, our new best friend, which makes us best friend-in-laws to LeBron, third. All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT, Hall of Fame college basketball coach and now the coach of Team Heartfire, Coach Homer Drew. Coach, welcome on to the show. My pleasure to be with you, too. We really appreciate that. We are, we are honored and thrilled to have you on. And, you know, first, first question, how excited are you to get back on the sidelines and be coaching this summer? Well, I'm excited to work with the, these group of men that we've gotten together for, for Team Hardfire. So very excited about that. And then also wanted to share a moment with, with Joey there because Joey had the privilege of working with Jake Diebler, who was one of our players when I coached at Valparaiso University and, and really felt he was part of our family and the competitor that he was. But, Joey, you had a, you had a good mentor there. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, and I can tell you that not only was he a great coach, he could probably play on Team Heartfire. He dominates the pickup basketball still. He still does. That's nice to hear because we may have to get him in if we, were, if we have the opportunity to play against his brother. We may have to call on Jake, maybe you, and the two of you double-team John. That may be the best defense. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, if you, would, would there be anything better than Jake Diebler running out of the tunnel to play them in the championship game and John's face uh, being white as a ghost realizing my kryptonite is on the other team? <laughs> I love your words. I love your follow-the-dream program there. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, man. Well, Coach, like Andrew said, we're really excited to have you on. And Team Heartfire is one of the most interesting teams, I think. And I think Andrew agrees with me. How did you get involved with them? Brandon Wood was a former player at Valparaiso University, and then he finished his senior year at Michigan State. And he had talked with me about, Coach, you need to come and coach our team in the TBT. And so after talking with him and kind of getting excited about some of the players that we might be able to attract, it, it, uh, it just mushroomed very quickly. And I'm excited with uh, the nine that we have now, Joey, and then we'd like to add maybe one or two more. But it started with Brandon Wood with his idea. Have you, did you get a chance to put on your recruiting hat again to get some of these guys, or did you leave it to the other guys? Well, no, I just called my two sons and said, you know, if you're coming home for Christmas dinner, I need your help. And so they recommended some players to call. And then we had a, a really good duo in uh, Mark Dyer and his brother, Jeff Dyer. That, and Mark Dyer, former athlete, former player, still plays a little bit. He might be in a pickup game, Joey, with you one day. But um, he's out here in Arizona. And... Don't tell me, but I've got a low battery. Did I lose you? We no, can we still you. got you. You got to click out of that. 
Okay, how do I now now the real test comes? How do I click out? I think you gotta click cancel maybe on the low bat or dismiss. No, oh, we're we back. Go. We're back. This may be a quick interview now. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for helping me in the technology world. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. This isn't even an interview. We're actually just Apple support people, and we're just here to answer any questions you have about your iPhone. Well, <laughs> you're getting double pay then today, double pay. Anyway, Mark and Jeff Dyer were the ones who have really put this uh, together. Uh, Mark, uh, as I mentioned, a good athlete, loves basketball. His older brother, Jeff, is a doctor, Dr. Jeff Dyer, and he's the one who came up with Heartfire Foundation. And so we got the two brothers to agree, and they talked this all out, which I was really proud of, and included me in on this. So that's how Heartfire originated. That's awesome to hear, Coach, and it sounds really exciting. Like you guys, something got something special this summer. It sounds like you've never really taken your coaching hat off. You got already an offense ready to go for this summer. Well, the the, the nice thing is uh, the players have all played professional basketball somewhere, so they're they're pretty astute. So when we get together, and we have not been able to get together because of the quarantine. I'm going to get a lot of input on what they like to run. And then what I love to do as a coach is to take what they like to do and then put it into a, a team situation and then go with that type of an offense. And even on defense, talking, how do we want to guard the ball screen? You know, do we want to pop out? Do we want to double team? Do we want to zone it up? But that, I want a lot of input from the players. And then from there, then I enjoy putting it all together. Coach, I – I think that you kind of touched on something that in, in the world of basketball is very overlooked. Was your philosophy as a coach always to adapt to the players that you had versus your system? Wonderful question. And it always was that way, Joey. We would take the players. Because each year, even if you just have one or two new players, it creates a different chemistry, a, a different strength and weaknesses. So I've always been that way where I'd like to take the players we have and then try to put them in the best position uh, for scoring and defense. And then we put it together as a team. But I really like to get input from, from players. Obviously something that'll be a little different than uh, any league you've ever coached in before is the Elam ending. How, uh, how prepared are you for that? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. No longer do we have to play 20 minutes to find out the last minute and 30 of a game. So I love the Elam. And, and from just looking at, at prior games and, and foot footage, boy, the, I tell you, it gets very, very intense, whether you're one point or 10 points down or whatever. That intensity picks up. So I'm very excited about joining into this uh, Elam ending. I don't want to give any of your secrets away, but I'll ask it in a different form of a question. Are you a under five, under 10 seconds foul up three kind of guy? Depends on my team. If we are a really good defending team, then we'll play it out. If we're not good, then we may want to foul. But then you got to think of this too, Joyce, so that when you get into coaching, you can put all this together. I don't know about that. that. <laughs> are we a good rebounding team? You don't want to stick them on the line if they missed and can get their own rebound and score to beat you. So uh, a coach puts all these factors together and then comes up what is best for his team. To answer your question, 
Coach, we, lo we lost you for a second. We lost you right when you said to answer your question. Okay, where did I leave off? You you said what well, you went through the rebounding portion, which first of all I hadn't even thought about, and then you said, but to answer your question, and I think I knew where you were going, but go ahead. Oh, but uh, to answer the question, most of the time. I always felt our team was pretty good defensively, so we would play it out, try to have a high hand. And as you two know, just from watching and playing, that it's the rebound that is critical. The missed shot, and then someone rebounds and tips it in and scores that beats you. So that's two components. But I, I would favor that depending on the team. Coach, uh, you have a lot of experience in tournaments, whether it's conference tournaments, March Madness, you've got your fair share of experience. So using that tournament experience, what are you gonna what are you gonna tell some of these players knowing you're in a in a tournament form? I love the tournament form. And the, the whole great thing about this, there's only 24 teams, and these are the best 24 teams that they've had. Uh, in talking with uh, Dan uh, Friel, Dan says that they had something like 121 teams uh, try to get into it this year, and now 24 is what they decided on. So to answer your question again, each game is going to be very important. There's no, you know, feeling good and then going next one. You have to win to advance. And I love that pressure because it brings out the best in the players. Coach, I think you are the ultimate pros pro of coach speak. I think that your coach speak would rival anyone's um, that I've ever heard. Have you is, – is there going to be any message of uh, the most important possession is this possession? Is that one of your mantras? <laughs> That's about every possession, isn't it, Joey? Yes. You, you can sit next to me and help me coach. You're, you're <laughs> right on. You're right on. There's no time off there. Each possession is so critical. And, and, and you look in sports, that's the beauty of it. The momentum, you know, one duck, one three-point shot can change that momentum to help your team go on to win. So it's the team that can give that best effort consistently, I've always found to be the successful teams. Coach, based on what you know about your roster, and I'm just throwing a hypothetical in there. This has nothing to do with anything that's ever happened in your, uh, your career before. Down to 1.9 seconds left. <laughs> Who's getting the ball on your team? Oh, I love your tough question, Andrew. I love it. And I'll be the most diplomatic. Any one of the nine who has an open look is going to have that freedom to shoot it. But we will have who's depending on who's playing well, who is hot. We could set up more to allow them that first opportunity. But with these nine, I have confidence that whoever has the best look at the right moment, he needs to take that shot. Do you have any good plays for the down two with 1.9 seconds left? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You want to see the playbook now or what here? <laughs> I mean, Joy, I think I'll just put you down on the bench and you can go through and pick one out. We always have plays. Coaches always have plays. You have plays for all nine of the team players. I'll have a play that fits their strength, whether they're a three-point shooter, whether a driver, whether a post person. So I always have a, a play for each one uh, of the team members. So, yes. Same thing on out-of-bounds. You have a variety of out-of-bounds to, you know, if Andrew can hit that three, we want to give him 
with him probably four screens to get open, but to give him a chance to get the ball and make a three. So, and if you like to post up Joy, then we'll <laughs> let you post. But we will have plays, yes. Coach, do you um, do you know what my play was when I got into the game at Ohio State? Um, when you got in, I think I think Jake just said catch the ball. Did he just say catch the ball, protect the ball? No, but you you better tell me. Tell me what that it is. was. Uh, it was get me the ball and get out of the way. <laughs> Ooh, that means you have good quickness. Um, uh, no, <laughs> but you know how it is when the walk-ons get into the end of the game. They're they're getting the ball. There, it's their time to shine, right? So amen. And I agree with you. I agree. When they get in and you put in all the time and energy behind the scenes to make those other starters and that good, Joy, you need to have a chance to shoot. I'm all in favor of that. We ran a lot of my my best um, attribute was shooting on the move. So I would get – we had plays. And I don't want to give too many of Coach Holman's plays away, but they – there were pin downs for me, but the go-to was a dribble handoff where if they go under the screen, doesn't matter if I'm at half court, I'm shooting. <laughs> That's always a good play, that handoff, yes. Yep. Of course, well, now, if you come in against us, we double-team you right away. Well, that's that's what the smart thing would be to do, but some coaches don't – they don't read the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You have a favorite – this leads me to a, a question I like to ask coaches. Is Do you have a favorite – um, action or basketball play, you know, not specifically like a pick and roll into a down screen, like, but like, is there something that as a coach just, you just get that tingly feeling like, oh man, that's just beautiful basketball? I love it when you can get a screen on screen. So you get a down, a side screen, down screen. You screen the person that is doing the screening. I do love that type of action. That um, keeps the defense on the toes and it gets some good movement for you. Coach, so it sounds like you love coaching, which, <laughs> which if people don't know that, then they're crazy. But I, I'm curious, when's the last time you really coached a full game? Well, let me see. I have a five-year-old that I coach all the time, uh, grandson. So we coach him and play with him a, a great deal. So, oh, man, a five-on-five. Um, that would go back about five years, maybe six years. Yes. Coach. So that's why, uh, that's why if you're a good coach, you have good players. And then and we think we got good players. So I'm going to rely on them. Coach, when you were coaching your five-year-old grandson, um, I don't know what league that was necessarily, but were you being outcoached at all in that league or did you kind of have, have the, the leverage in, in that? Well, I had a lot of them came up and said, I thought you were a good coach. <laughs> no. I don't even know that happened. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But it was more recreation. I'm not even sure if we kept score a lot of times. <laughs> coach, if you guys uh, have, a, have a tournament run and, and you win the whole thing and you get a call from a school like, let's say, Indiana, you think you'd go into coaching, get back into it? Well, do you, do you two want to come and join me? Oh. Absolutely. We're on the staff. <laughs> <laughs> coach, I'm a, let me tell you what my, my, my coaching style would be. I thought about this all the time when I was coaching camps and little kids and stuff. I want to play Shaka Smart, Smart Havoc. Like, I want 
run and jump pressing, but on offense, just if you're open and you don't shoot it, you're coming out of the game. I want to shoot in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock. What do you think about that? I think you better be wide open before you shake that shot. That's, Joey, what I would say to you. Coach, when but I knowing the good, but knowing Andrew, the good shooter Joey is, if he's open, that's fine. If he's not open, then I've got a seat right next to me that he can come join. Coach, I never, that's so funny you say that because Coach Holman especially would preach. He would, that was, that was the exact thing he would say. He would say, if you do this again, you're going to be sitting next to me, which is what all coaches say. I had the luxury of never having that problem. How awesome do you think that is? I think that's awesome. You can play on our team. We'll bring you. Because <laughs> Coach Holt, he would say, you know, I understand that you have to get yours. I'm not mad if you take a bad shot. <laughs> I like Coach Holman already. That was the biggest blessing and a curse he had ever given to any player ever. <laughs> oh, can I say one last thing about Heartfire? Absolutely. Say as much that, as you want. Well, what I'm really excited and pleased about is that both Mark and Jeff Dyer, what they do is with the heart fire is he's got, uh, especially Jeff Dyer being a retired ear, nose, and throat specialist, he takes uh, medical students and then other students, and they go to Central America, South America, um, Israel, and, and they'll go for six or seven days, and they'll, they'll do free, everything is free, and they'll bring people in, they'll do minor surgery, they'll, they'll help them in the, in the villages, and then the group that does the humanitarian work, they'll go and, and they'll build a church, they'll build a, a gymnasium, but they're all volunteers, and the whole point is touching lives. And I love this idea through the basketball players because I'm hoping maybe one day when their playing days are through for professionally that they may want to do some missionary work or to help other people and touch their lives as well. So we really are excited about the name and excited about the players that we have put together. I think that's such an underrated part of, about TBT is these teams that have come together, sideline cancer, heart fire. I mean, the list goes on and on. They're playing for a cause. Do you think that gives you guys um, some sort of advantage? Well, it sure motivates me, and I sure hope it motivates the players, knowing that they're touching lives. And, and when you – I think, Joey and Andrew, you even know at your young age, when you touch a life, it benefits you. You get the satisfaction. It's like that reverse osmosis, you know, that you get as deep a feeling as helping the person that you help. So I love that concept with Heart Fire. That's awesome to hear, and it's, it's very cool to see you using your skills as a coach to be a part of that. So I think Team Heartfire might be our new favorite team. What do you think, Joey? I, I will say we say this every episode, and it's the truth, because when we talk to people, that the connection and the relationship is why, we, why anyone roots for anyone ever. And I'm a little biased because, yes, I went to Ohio State, and there's like 90 Ohio State players in this tournament. But if I had to some other teams, I mean, Team Heartfire is on that short list for the cause. And now, I mean, Coach, Coach is offering me a spot on the bench. I mean, I can't say no to that. <laughs> hey, well, really enjoyed talking with you, too. And, and I'm glad you're looking into Heartfire. God bless Absolutely, you Coach. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.
All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT from Best Virginia, Deshaun Butler. Deshaun, welcome to the show. We are happy to have you. I'm happy to be here, Andrew. I appreciate you guys having me on. And Joey, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> hey, you're good. Um, I, I'm co commonly known as the forgotten one, Joey Lane. But really, oh, that's a that's a terrible nickname, bro. No, no, it really. <laughs> it's quite the opposite, actually. <laughs> Anyways, we we were just talking before the show started. You're you're a pro at this. Like you don't need any any words of encouragement right before we get going. You're you're used to this podcasting stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The uh, Final Forecast podcast is pretty uh, uh, demanding in uh, episodes, so I had to get really uh, accustomed to what I was doing very fast. So. I gotta say, when it comes to TBT coverage, Final Forecast second best podcast out there. <laughs> Mm, interesting. Who's the first? Inside TBT, <laughs> baby. I just want to see if you guys are going to give me the edge because I was a guest. That's a <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with a hard nose first question. You ready? Yeah. All right. You guys start off with a quote unquote rivalry game in round one yeah. against heard that the Marshall alumni. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, that's cool. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I personally don't look at it as a rivalry game, but I mean, there are from a uh, majority of the guys on your team are from the state and we played against the majority of these guys before as well. Like I'm excited. I don't know. It's, it's always got hate getting, I mean, as much as I would love to get a bye, I, I'd like to play first and get a, get a, uh, you know, leg up on that, that aspect of the game, just see how our chemistry has grown a little bit before other teams that got that boss. So it's uh, it's the old rest versus rust debate, especially in, you know, when you're coming off quarantine, do you think you – you kind of touched on it. Do you look at it as an advantage, especially if you win? You got to win. Do you look at it as an advantage, having a game under your belt going into that second game? Well, it's always, it always feels better. I mean, as opposed to you, you have your first game. I don't know uh, how everybody else feels, I guess. Like, the superheroes don't really get nervous, I guess, when they play or get jitters or anything like that. But, like, you get a little nervousness on your first game of a, of a tournament, I would assume. So, just like – I want to say nervousness more or less. It's just like – you want to see how your team's going to do, more or less. So you might be a little itchy, antsy, whatever the case may be. Things might, might not be timed right. A whole bunch of that stuff. So us, you know, having these kind of game, this game playing first, is, it's a, it can be an advantage for both teams if they, like, whoever wins. Because, you know, you don't have that. Other team will, though. We played. So. So that'll help in terms of getting ready for the next game. But overall, are, are you in good shape? Yeah, I mean, I've been running and working out, and this doesn't stop. This is what I do for a living, so I got well, a way to do it in a a different environment, but I, I it has to get done. Follow-up question to that, are you in full-court press shape? Well, that was never a shape I was in. So <laughs> we, have got, we have a ton of guys, which is fun, but we have a ton of guys on our team that are in, in that kind of shape, and they stay in that kind of shape, so – Kudos to those guys. I'll be the guy in the back of the press, like calling out stuff. Where you're, that's what you're the, you're the center fielder. You're the, yeah. you're pointing out all the coverages. You're the quarterback at the back of the defense. I, I hear you. That was that was me as well. I'm not exactly. up there with the fast. Chances are you'll hear me more than you see me doing anything. So that's Absolutely. perfect for me. I got it. I got I got to ask you because we've talked about it on this podcast. Whenever we talk about Best Virginia, and you're talking about being in shape, can we talk about the treadmill, please? Oh, I mean, what do you want to know? It's I just want I just want a story, just something. I mean, it's just like I so I played at Ohio State and we had yeah, our own right, awesome. the treadmill. We 
we would push a sled to half court and back. You know, it gets you a little tired. You don't want to yeah, do definitely. it. But at the same time, like, it's not going to kill you. Whereas yeah, yeah. <laughs> the treadmill, yeah, that might kill you. I just want a story. That's all. Oh, so uh, we have – well, we have numerous stories because the treadmill is involved in a lot of our practices normally. I don't know. Now these guys are like, – I think hugs are getting a little soft. But now, like when I was in college, the treadmill ran the entire – almost the entire practice until we got to, like, shooting, like, group shooting for guards and in the bigs and the wings. So the, the treadmill basically ran for, like, an hour and a half, hour <laughs> And we start our practices with a lot of one-on-one defensive drills, then to two-on-two, then shell – uh, we have a different shell drill that we do as well, where we add like two extra people offensively to us. And then we have uh, our team stuff after that. And the treadmill's just going. So like, you can get the treadmill. We have rules and laws for the team. So getting opposite is important on offense for rebounds. And if you're not there, the coach will ask you like, are you there? Were you, at, were you opposite? And he, he'd say, you could say, oh yes. And then you go, like, all right, cool. You were opposite, fine. But if you found that you were lying, you always had two to three. And I used to always lie if they if they asked me. You gotta elaborate on what two to three means. Is that? Oh uh, yeah. So this is uh this is one one rep of this is forty four seconds, fifteen miles per hour. So <laughs> it's running. So like it's like one of those things that you're in fear of the entire practice. Like you're almost oh. like you're playing in fear in a sense. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you're like he's like all right, cool. You didn't take this charge, and this is a charge drill. You didn't take it properly. You didn't get from sideline to sideline. Go on the treadmill, and as soon as you're done, you're the first person back in the drill. Every you, time. Do you One get, on like, defense, all that stuff. <laughs> didn't matter. You were always first back in. So, wait, so is every – you said two to three. So, is that 88 seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, I lied one time. He was like, where are you opposite? And I was like, yeah. He goes, give him two for lying. Oh. And then the, the, the strength coach has been – he stays by the treadmill because that's – he's in charge of – That's his job. Conditioning. So, the manager is, like, two managers to make sure you don't fall off or anything like that. And uh, then there's the uh, strength coach there keeping your time. And it's, it's, a, it's a good time. For the listeners at home, um, our buddy over here said 15 miles per hour. If you wanted to run a 530 mile, which is your haul, yeah. your sprinting, yeah, yeah. that's, that's like, 10.4. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> it's insane. So yeah. I, I got I to ask another question because I'm fascinated by it. Like Andrew knows, like I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, man. Between that and the tre- I mean, between the treadmill and the, and the tire, you can uh, you can change your life. The tire yeah. is a whole other story, but yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta ask: Did walk-ons have to go on the treadmill too? Of course. What are you talking about? Just making sure. Hey, everybody, everyone, no one was exempt. The only time walk-ons that were exempt was when we broke down the the initial play of a team the very first time. Okay. But then, even then, though, like in practice, like they were exempt, but like. When we had scouts for games, they weren't exempt. They were, like, the first. They had to do everything. That's so. They have it the worst at our school. The walk-ons get it the worst. Okay, so that's why I – the way I looked at it was I only had to do the sled a handful of times, whereas the other guys are doing uh, it 50 times. Oh, I couldn't I couldn't have been a walk-on here at WU, no, no. Yeah, I, that's I, – I've heard so many stories because there was a walk-on at West Virginia who ended up transferring to Ohio State not to play basketball – but we were short on guys one year when we got a new coaching staff. So he joined the team. Really what good year players. was this? And he was, he, was, he was talking so much about the West Virginia practices. He did everything until the season started. And then he quit. I was like, dude, are you insane? What year was this? He, it would have been 2014, 15. 14, 15. Transfer from Dove V. 
Uh, I can't even think of it. His name was Matt Lehman. Ah, uh, no, nah, I don't know him. <laughs> good player from Columbus. Anyway, uh, shout out to Matt. That's my guy. Well, shout out to Matt. I Sorry, I didn't even apologize, Matt. No, no. <laughs> I feel like an ass now. <laughs> it's like, yo, I, I don't know. I feel terrible now. Oh, no, it's okay. I just – that's that's all the tired time. That's all the all the treadmill time we have on the on the show. I had to, I, you talked about being in shape. I'm just I'm just glad yeah. you guys don't have treadmills in your house. Like yeah, I, I, I can't do that. I have terrible knees right now. I can't be on a treadmill. You kidding me? That'd kill me. <laughs> so we know that uh, we know that uh, Hugs was thinking about coaching. It seems like the quarantine and how that's going to roll has kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench in there. Are yeah, there any, any other former players? either from West Virginia or your teammates that you guys were kind of recruiting, hoping to get on this team that didn't end up working out? Everybody. I mean, we talked to – like, we're in a unique scenario where, obviously, we're the oldest on the team. And I'm – I want to say I'm maybe the oldest on the team, which is a surprise. But, uh, like, 2010 and on, we've done a good job of uh, – and our coach, actually, Huggins, has done a great job at having the uh, alumni come back and work out. That was like one of the things that we were all we never we, we never did. They never did it before us either until he got there. So he started having alumni alumni come back. He started getting guys that played for him before to come and visit in town so we could meet these guys, so on and so forth. And from I mean, that's just like the culture here in general. So it wasn't too easy to like I mean, it wasn't too hard, excuse me, to like reach out to people because we see these guys all the time, every summer if we can. So it's not like that big a deal. Like we talked to Gary Brown, we talked to Devin Ebanks, Joe Alexander. Alex Roth, like all these guys that can't be on the team now because either they're playing right now or they have obligations uh, for a national team and so on and so forth. So like, like we have the guys we could possibly get except like Devin and stuff. So <laughs> I think it's pretty amazing that the West Virginia, I mean, you guys are all West Virginia guys, right? Yeah. There's, there's no other team, no other alumni team, maybe Syracuse. And yeah. Andrew, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that has a complete alumni team. I mean, I wouldn't well, – I don't see why they – they should just call it, like, the name of the school and then say recreation. That'd be dope. I think that's tough. Like, wouldn't Ooh, it be awesome? Yeah. And then we could just keep, like, the alumni – as the alumni, you could use that in your name. You can't use an alumni and you have somebody else from another school. Yeah, like like an intramural team. Yeah, basically, that'd be pretty – that's actually a dope name. I think – see? Everybody, what? Joey Lane just came up with that, by the way. He West wants to call your teams intramural teams. And you guys got reversible jerseys. They're like, nothing else. Just the oh, man. So of, of all those guys that maybe, you know, didn't make the cut or aren't on the team for whatever reason, who's one of them that you think, like, really would be a key addition to the squad? I mean, I can't tell you who wouldn't, like, that, I mean, I just got a lot of respect for the guys that uh, we asked to play. They just, I mean, they couldn't. You know, uh, if I just went down the line of four people, like Devin Ebanks would be an amazing help. I mean, he's six foot nine, can shoot the ball from extremely deep. Tons of NBA, you know, uh, experience. Tons of overseas experience. Like, he could do literally everything that any of our guards can do. So it'd be awesome to have somebody like that on the team. Uh, Joe Alexander this is just uh, an amazing basketball player and a sick athlete. Like, it, it doesn't hurt to be 6'9 and athletic on our team. We need all the help we can get with that. Alex Ruoff, a 6'6 six six guy who probably averages more – like, he averages more – he's averaged more assists than some of our point guards that we've had on our team over the past, like, years. Great two-guard, great shooter, 6'6", six six, like I said, good size, good defender. 
I mean, we had a lot of guys. Gary Brown, amazing year this year for uh, Jerusalem. Well, I can't even pronounce it in Turkey. But uh, an amazing year this year. Uh, played great, has been playing great every summer for a Puerto Rican national team. Like, we have so many people we, can, we had to ask. And Sags, who plays for the – who played with the Raptors. Like, we, we have so many people we can ask. But it's just like – it's yeah. tough. They got obligations. And obviously with the COVID going around, it's not easy to just ask people to get away from their families. And so on it so. sounds like next year, you guys are not only – not only are you going to have West Virginia intramural A, you're going to have West, <laughs> West Virginia intramural B, too. Uh, it's very – no, I'm just <laughs> – no, no, no. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, we could go on and on and on with guys who aren't playing, but yeah. – there's a lot of good guys who are playing. Exactly. Are you kidding me? That's why I said I'm not – it's not a worry. Like, I'm excited. We have a great team. I'm excited to see the 10th seed team go out there and just play and show their potential for everybody to see. I mean, we're, I feel like we're a really good team. There's no way you're going to answer this, but who are you most excited to play with? On our team? Yeah. You know, the beauty, we just had the exact same team come back. So, it's just like I see these guys already. Like, you can't put a price on chemistry, so – bring one guy we brought one good new guy and so i guess if you to answer your question to the extent i guess i say logan route because i never played basketball with him he's the only one i haven't played but everyone else has been here before and oh daxter miles as well yeah so maybe both of them be so nice little tie. this is a little uh tbt west virginia combo question how yeah. do you think the uh west virginia offense slash defense uh run by coach huggins would benefit or not benefit if the Elam ending was in place in college basketball? Hmm. Defensively, I don't think – I personally don't think it would change much in his, uh, in his philosophy. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, the Elam ending could be really soon, but if you don't let him score, it's like it's, – it doesn't matter. Like, you know. And uh, offensively, uh, maybe – I don't know. We weren't uh, – when I was in college, we weren't the greatest three-point shooting team. We were more, like, mid-range and – finished inside so I mean it just depends like what the match will be like I said it's, it's tough to even add it to college because there's so many pro rules that should be added that aren't like I couldn't even literally fathom what the Elam ending would look like in college with the way certain teams style of play and press Virginia maybe I don't know it could be good for a team like like that hugs had like that but like my time in college we're a half we're a half court basketball team it'd be tough There'd be teams like Wisconsin who wouldn't get to the Elam yeah, ending the whole year. Exactly. The whole year. And just sit there like, yo, we got to outscore you? Like, it's like, like, like that. Like, not outscore you. Of course, everyone has to outscore everybody. But it's like, you know, it's a little different when, you know, your, your goal is to, like, score as a team as opposed to, like, some teams just use strictly defense. And then there's the hybrid teams that are talented enough to do both. Recruit. It would be tough to, you know, have, like, in college. It would be fun to see, but it would be tough as a college team – to have to play to a target score just because you see it so often. And it's probably one of the biggest mistakes in college is teams just get into survival mode. And like, they try to, they try not to lose more than they try to win. Exactly. So like, you'll be sitting there for an hour. Imagine you remember the Big East, uh, the UConn and uh, Syracuse, you'll be watching those all the time. It would be like, it would be just, it would be overtime, which doesn't exist. Game started at eight. It's midnight now. We're sitting here. (laughs) <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to figure that out with the with the different times. You'd be like, game started today. I mean, said I, I would have been there early. <laughs> I would have been there an hour before, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'll figure. I guess I'll wait here. So I'll warm up a little bit, get some popcorn or something. I'm patient. <laughs> so another thing that 
is awesome in, in TBT is like what you mentioned, you know, you guys have a lot of chemistry. That's obviously a huge advantage. Do you think there's other advantages? Like you look at a team like big X, which has a lot of young guys, guys who are, are getting ready to really try to make the NBA or start their careers. Do you think they have a, an advantage over some of the older teams? Oh, every is advantage everywhere you look. I mean, speed kills. Being young helps your energy. If your energy is there and in the right place, and you got the right coach, and I mean everything. I mean, it's very possible that you know you can run an older team out of the building. Uh, the basketball falls many ways, so it doesn't. It's very possible for that to be a scenario. It's very possible for chemistry to work. It's very possible for the guys that have won it for the like four, three times to be a little bit uh you know, gel a little bit better as well, or just be experienced or have that, uh, you know, that experience in general. So, I mean, it, anything can win it. It just has to be uh, the timing and everything has to work. It has to click. Every Watching those games last year was a lot of fun because, you know, I knew a lot of those guys and just seeing those games and watching who, uh, freak. I can't even think of the names now. I'm over here talking about watching the games. But, like, uh, <laughs> like watching some of these guys play, David Lighty, there we go. Watching David Lighty play and seeing how well he played and then seeing him carry how well he played in the summer into his, like, year this year. It was, like, a lot of fun. I mean, and then you, I can stem back to the TBT and, like, place it there. And say, not to say David Lighty wasn't a good basketball player, but, like, I played against him and he, was, he did good. But just seeing him, I felt like he got way better. And, and seeing him play this year, I mean, it shows, so. He, our guy, Seth Greenberg, who we had on the show last week, he said no chance a young team can win the TBT. You want to you go back? I'm not going to fight with I'm not going to fight with a guy that, that, that wins these arguments all the time. Um, is a chance in anything? Is it a high chance? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot for young guys to learn about playing pro basketball as a, as, as a whole anyway. So, I mean, that could be – that. That's it's, it's, it just depends, you know, what game is being called. You know, if these guys, these older guys play physical, is it going to be t touchy calls? Are gonna, you know, everything is the basketball no game. It just depends on how it goes. So, <laughs> Well, you've, yeah, you've, you've played before. So yeah. how do you think that – and you've, you've played everywhere. So yeah. how do you think that TBT – and we love asking this because there's guys that come from all over the world, really, to play in TBT. So we love asking, how do you think TBT compares to your other pro experiences? I would say TBT is right up there in a the sense where, like, we have these guys that play where I play and they come back home and play at home in this tournament. I mean, this is the tournament for guys. If you're not playing summer league and you don't have anything exclusively locked in with the NBA or a job overseas where you can't, you know, risk it because you've signed a contract and you're still in between waiting for jobs, so on and so this is the best basketball you can play. I mean – and who doesn't want to come back home and play? Like, these guys are all guys that are gone basically overseas or playing the G League, wherever they may be. And who doesn't like playing back at home in the summer, anywhere? Like, it's that's what we do. You know, it's in a sense, it's like we're contractors and this is like our job. We come out here, we're playing, we're, we enjoy the play. We love what we do. We love work, working. We're working right now with you guys at this tournament. Like, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Last year was a lot of fun. I don't expect anything different this year. And then in, in some cases, not only are you coming home to play, you get to, your family gets to watch you play and stuff. You, in some cases, like you, you get to play with your teammates and your best friends again. What, is, yeah, exactly. what does it mean to put on the West Virginia jersey again? Well, I mean, it's fun to just suit up with the guys, man. And these are guys that I, 
I have a, a really good bond with outside of basketball. So just getting an opportunity to play ball with the guys that I played with before is fun. And then also playing with the guys that are like younger than me. Like it was fun playing with Jawan State. Like I never got a chance to do that. Obviously I'm older than him. So watching him play in college was like, oh wow. Like he's an amazing point guard. To actually get a chance to play them, tons of fun. Uh, Jay Sean Page and, and, and Tariq and like all these guys, like they're talented guys. And you know, you always wish you can play on teams. Like our team was good, but you always wish, I wonder what it'd be like to play with these guys and play basketball with these guys. So it's just like, damn, like I get the opportunity this summer because you guys, you know, open the platform for that. So, As someone with, you know, Final Four experience like yourself, uh, <laughs> do you, do you want to go on the record and guarantee a Final Four appearance from Best Virginia? I mean, I, I hate guaranteeing things. I mean, it just makes me look absolutely stupid if they don't come true or a guy that just runs his mouth. I'm just very excited at what I think our chances are. So, I mean, I feel comfortable. I feel happy that I'm getting ready to play with the guys I'm playing ball with. And I'm looking forward to our first game and then hopefully a second one. And we just take it a game at a time. I just can't predict that because that the slap in the face is just the return is <laughs> you just sound ridiculous. You all heard it here first. <laughs> See, that's what I, and that's Head the line Virginia, you never want to hear. To the final four. <laughs> and that's the line you never want. You hear you heard it here first. He's I gotta in it. I gotta be fully transparent with you. We had uh we had John Elmore on the show. Yeah, I already yeah, that's nice. We're big herd that fans. I don't know who we're gonna be taking in that game, who we're gonna be rooting for. You gotta you gotta you gotta pitch to us a little bit. Why should we be best Virginia fans this summer? I mean I don't I, I really can't tell you why you should like us. I mean the 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 hurt heard that won their first game last year, right? I, they were like the they were a West they Virginia. Were, yeah, they had a different name. This is the first year that Yeah, they oh so that. but they're but the majority of the team I mean so it's like you the majority of the team was on another team last year, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah and they made it. They made it to the uh, to, to the, the next final. Game, like, to the right? fi- yeah, but they made it to the final twenty-four this year, which is really impressive. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's what I'm, I, I think they they're gonna be a good team. I'm excited. I don't. I don't want to. Like I told you earlier, I don't feel like that's a rivalry for me. Like I don't. Who I don't is know, who is I don't West know the rival? Uh, you talk, you're talking about like the college rivals. I yeah. mean, I think what it's like Pitt and Marshall is the uh, is the Ooh. rival, but these guys are oh, not the, all Marshall, right? 12, in the Big Twelve, who is? Oh, it? in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So Pitt is still that. I don't even think we've been in the Big Twelve long enough to have a rival. Really? I think we pick our we pick our our things now is like Texas, and uh, and I guess it's like Kansas. But is it really a Kansas rivalry because they Kansas like it's so it's it's different. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And I kind of don't look at this team because it's not the Marshall alumni team, so I can't really look at it as a rivalry game. I mean, there's Marshall guys that played in the tournament last year, and then there's some new guys there. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, it, it's so funny because teams just change conferences all willy-nilly now. You know, yeah. like, I'm a Big Ten guy, and I still can't believe that Maryland and Rutgers are in the Big Ten, and we played them in the Big Ten. It's like years. the New Jersey teams in the Big Ten. It's, it's yeah, strange. exactly. So it's the same thing. probably <laughs> – you probably can't believe that these guys are going to and playing Texas Tech. It's it's a I took that trip. I was a GA the first year that West Virginia was uh in the Big Twelve, so uh, I, I had to take those trips. It's like it sucks where the games are eight o'clock or excuse me nine o'clock big like the Big Ten time, 
Nine o'clock your time. And uh, freaking, um, what do you call it? We get back home, it's like three in the morning, four in the morning, and then the guy's got to go to class. I, we got to be there for running or something like that. It's just like, oh, my gosh. When we played in the Big East, we were just going like an hour up the road or something like that. Like, Wait, um, When you were a GA, how did Hugs compare as uh, – as a coach, when you were a coach versus when you were a player, was he? He must have just been all time as a coach to coach. Really. No, it was. It's it's the same thing. Like when we have coaches like this, it's like these guys have seen so much basketball and seen so many funny things. Like this stuff, like off the top of their head. But like Coach Huggins, like I, when I was a GA, it was crazy to see how much. Uh, how positive he was about what the guys did like in past tense like he would talk about guys like me and he talk about guys that were on that 2010 team to these younger guys and I could sit there and remember I'm like wow I never heard him say that to to these guys <laughs> like it wasn't it's like oh they can't guard anybody get him off these guys and then he's like they got his ass to that line and it was like wait a minute I never I didn't make it I remember you vividly telling me that I was what are your worst defenders? So, so to tell other guys that yeah, he tried is like I wish I I wish you'd have said that. That would have been dope too. So we you're always just, tease Huggins about that. You're sitting there. He's talking about how great you guys were, and all you could think about is is your is the, 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 the sprints, <laughs> the treadmills, and the sprints. I'm sitting there like, wait, what? We were I, I keep, what? We you never we were told killing you. it apparently, and we didn't even and we were winning too. So it was just like we're killing it apparently. We didn't even know. Like it just seemed like we were. It was a treadmill day after a treadmill day, you know. I just remember when God. we were it's, – it's all coaches are the same because we started out 8-0 in the Big Ten, and we were, like, top ten in the country, and everyone was, you know, loving us. The whole campus loves us for the first time ever, right? And Coach first time Holmes, ever. He walks in and to basically tells us, hey, just a reminder, fellas, you guys ain't shit still. So, oh, you know, it's every coach. Bring it down. <laughs> it's just <laughs> – you kidding me? <laughs> I'm gonna take you. Uh, I'm gonna take you across the world with this. Uh, with this next question, literally oh, wow, across the world. So do I have to know the time, or can we? Are we just like? <laughs> no, no time you don't have <laughs> time. Yeah, time I don't zone have to know. Like, is this a country time? Give me the time zone. And <laughs> I'm curious about your your experience so far in Israel. Yeah, what's, what about it? Well, I, I lived there for a summer. I lived there for like two and a half months. Yeah. And I loved it. It was incredible. So I'm just curious your opinion on it and how you've enjoyed it and or what you've not liked so far. Um, this is my second year there. Um, the people, first of all, when you go overseas, if you've never been overseas, I remember like just going overseas for the first time, you can really be in countries where you'll not have a conversation with anybody except for the people on the team. Like you will go in stores, you can ask people where things are they're going to be like, I don't know what to talk to you about and just keep walking. <laughs> so the beauty of Israel is that that was never the case. Literally everyone there spoke English for the most part, unless they were extremely, extremely old. But then even then those people understood English so that they can tell us where to go if we needed things. Like, so being able to speak English was a plus. The basketball was great. The people I spent time around, like this was the first time that, uh, that I heard about Shabbat, obviously. I had no idea what that whole Shabbat. aspect was. Huh? I said shout out Shabbat. Love yeah, shout out to Shabbat because that's something I actually am inst instilling in our family like a Friday, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday, like the entire Saturday. We just 
don't do anything we chill. I think that's a good, it, it breeds good family advice. So like learning about their customs over there was like a lot of fun. Um, I'm allowed to say this because uh, we're Jewish. You got the, uh, you got the rabbi beard going. Oh, bro. This is just me not, I'm, well, obviously we're in the, 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 the midst of this dangerous uh, breathing air or whatever. So I, I haven't been able to go get a, a haircut, obviously, but I kept this out there as well. Cause it's just not, you can't just find great barbers everywhere. It's not, yeah, it's not that easy. Especially it's not, not easy. To, that's a yeah, not, especially with this hair. It's not the easiest thing sometimes to find. I found it. When I was there, I found a good one with, like, good reviews on, on Yelp or whatever. Yeah, well, I was living in Beersheba. Like, I was in the bottom of yeah. the map. Yeah. Like, we had one guy there who was pretty solid, but then most of the guys weren't, like, they weren't used to cutting, you know. The, the black guy's hair is not the easiest <laughs> to cut if you don't have the proper tools. It's not, like, it's not easy, so. Well, I got my hair cut, uh. and it literally looked like he cut one hair, and he was like, nine, $90. <laughs> I'm like, $90? You cut one of my hair. Shackles or whatever it is. Yeah, shackles. That was fun. That's the only thing I hated. I was losing the money. <laughs> well, I can imagine. You can't, you, can't, you can't figure out the time zones. You definitely can't figure out the shekels to dollars. I'm over here just sitting there like, all right, listen, I keep this much here and just get rid of everything else. <laughs> Don't. Did you did you get a chance to, to visit any other places? Did you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my, like, Israel's like, once again, it's like one of those, it's a smaller country, like, you know, Belgium or something like that. The size of and, New Jersey. No, I mean, eh, maybe. No, literally. Yeah. Right, Andrew? Is it? Yeah, yeah. it's it's tiny. That's crazy. That's pretty yeah. tiny. No, I yeah, don't think it's like, the yeah. size. Of, New Jersey's not like six hours long. I, I mean, I'm just oh, saying. What about like, up in? What about no top to bottom either? It's not six hours top to bottom either. All right. Well, so, I'm sorry. Just throwing it out there. Don't beat yourself up. We're just. I just wanted to be accurate. Anyway, I just. No, but uh, literally, um, go, we we drove everywhere. Like we had the. The basketball community is very small. I mean, not, I mean, it's big, but it's like, you know, these guys. Like, I've seen these guys. It's like, I might not know an Israeli person that's over there, but oh, it's my, I know that guy. I played basketball against him before. So you get a rapport with certain people, you know where, where not to go, things you can and can't do. So, like, it's not like you're over there completely alone. And there's guys that have been there for years. Like, you know, they live over there and made careers over there. So, like, exactly. And it's always good to have these guys on your team that can uh, coach you in push you in the right direction if you're willing to listen. So <laughs> some people aren't, so it's not. I have some news. <laughs> I, yeah. I have some news. Um, as a comparison, the land currently controlled by the state of Israel is not much larger than 27,000 square kilometers or oh, 10,000 square miles. This, huh? Israel was 8,000 square miles or 20,000 square kilometers, just barely bigger than New Jersey. Wow. Just barely is 8.1 is not 8. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my small victory and just walk up. <laughs> just, hey, that's the it's best the comparison song. I could find. That's actually you were basically point whatever off. You're, that's perfect. Actually, I didn't, I didn't just think of that. I had heard that before. You threw that out there and then just fact check. <laughs> that's all it was. I had heard that. You see, what I got. Oh, heard that. I got one final Israel question. Then we won't talk about it. Have you <laughs> been? To, have you been to the beach clubs in Tel Aviv? I've been, yeah, I've pretty much been almost uh, everywhere in Tel Aviv. It's, nice, it's a nice city. And it's like, it's almost like the place that everybody goes. It's like pretty far away from where I was. But at the same time, it's, these are like towns surrounding the big city, like the yeah. Miami of their country in a sense. So, 
you know, everybody's going to be there, basically. It's like the 13th grade. It's like you're going to see everybody you know that you played against. They're all going to be in the same place every time. So it's like yeah. Shall maybe I'll up. skip this weekend. <laughs> it's like I've seen enough of the big, same Big time shout out to Israel. This is the Israel episode. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Wait, no, no, it's, really? it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, I got the wrong conception about, like, the misconception about a, this league before I went. Going there, playing for Jerusalem, like, it was a I, – I learned so much from some of the greatest coaches I've actually got a chance to play for and play against. Great players. Like, it was – it was overall, it was just, like, a, a great experience, which made me want to go back that second year. It was just – it was fun. Are you going to give Amari a call to come play on Best Virginia? Uh, probably not. I thought he's, he's a busy man. I probably won't, he won't answer me probably either. <laughs> that was my real reason. He won't answer my calls. <laughs> all right. So something that we like to do, which we do with all of our guests, and it really determines whether or not we enjoy the interview or not, depending on the outcome of this. Oh, shit. We like to let our guest ask us a question or two. So the floor is yours. All right. Let's see. What do you think made the TBT se- select the seedings that they did? I can answer do that you one. Think they're, answer you, every single exactly. Episode. I feel like that question is not a – because I kind of feel – yeah, go ahead. No, no. I, I was just going to say, there are clearly – there are puppeteers. And That's what I was asking. Is it is there more story than seating, or is it like a mixture? It is a. Co- it's like, got to be a combination of both. We don't know. Yeah, that. exactly. No exactly. Clue. Exactly. We're not that intertwined with everything that's going on. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, like, it used to be regional, you know. So like, uh-huh. the Columbus region had the Dayton teams and the Columbus teams and the Midwest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teams, you know. So like that, that they had no choice but to have that. But now it's like, we're gonna put your team together. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know that was regional before. I thought that's interesting. I didn't didn't know that at all, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. All right, but. I I agree. I think it's a combination of both. But I also think, like, the top top eight seeds, you could argue, are the top top eight teams. You know, you definitely could argue that you guys are in there, too. You could could make an argument about a bunch of the other teams. But I really do think that the top, top teams are in the – are in the – are in the buys or close to it with you guys being the 10th seed right there also. Who do you think is going to win? And you're, See, everybody gets a vote. People Go are going to get people are going to get sick of us of us saying this because we always get asked that. So you know, maybe, but we do like the question. I'll, I'll go first, Joe. So this is what I've been saying: If Joe Johnson is playing at Joe Johnson level, overseas elite is going to be tough to, to beat. beat. Mm. Very but much so. At the same time, like we always say. Until Carmen's crew loses, it's tough for us not to say that they're yeah. the favorite. All right. Um, adding on to that, who's your dark horse? Heard and that. Who has no chance? Dark horse has heard that. Heard that, dark horse. I appreciate you. I'm going to talk to you immediately after the game. So that's going to be perfect. I want to have this conversation now. I want to be on the podcast you can, again. You can FaceTime me and I'll record it. Oh, perfect. This is, this is the dream. Uh, this is a dream for me. This is great. Um, I guess for me to answer your question, I've always been saying that it's kind of like Bayheim's army's turn just because they've been in it for 55 years and haven't won yet. Yeah. So that's, that's my answer. Um, in terms of dark horse teams, 
Yeah. I think like there's something about the money team. I don't know what it is. But, like, <laughs> is Floyd, Floyd playing? That's my last question. <laughs> no, Floyd is not playing. We talked oh, to we sucks. talked to Jordan Crawford yesterday. It was actually on today's episode that came out today. We had a great interview with him, and he just got us pumped up about the money team. Which yeah, yeah, and they said oh, really, please enlighten me. Enlighten me on what was uh, what was said, and I have to actually I could just go watch or listen. I'm pretty yeah, sure no, that's he, your second round matchup if you guys win, right? Yeah, I know, which is that's why I was asking about the puppeteers and so on and so forth. Um, and <laughs> wow, that would that's be a, a good game. Best for no, it really would be. I'm excited. I, I, trust me, when I tell you when I saw when I saw the the seeding and I saw who we could possibly play as long as we take care of business, like I was excited because I mean we get to play against Another team out of West Virginia, which is awesome, is something for our fans and the people that live in the state to get to, to get to see, which is awesome, especially in the fourth of July. Like they'll they'll be going crazy probably. And, <laughs> and then and then after that we get to play and play against Floyd Mayweather's team. That's like, I mean, what can I ask for? I mean, this is a, a, a great opportunity. And then if we win that game, we get the opportunity to play the team that beat us like I mean, I just you guys have done so much for us. I what it's can not I ask for? Not us. <laughs> TBT has a brand. The TBT has a brand. Not just not just you personally. I don't, I'll say I don't think this. Had anything to do with the uh, the CD. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this though. If it was regional, like it was supposed to be, yeah. I think there would have been potential for you to play. Heard that in this round. Either of- way, I was about to say. So even even if the strings were pulled or not pulled, whatever, we were going to see these guys either way. And I wouldn't want to duck anybody. Right. It seems like it was just a fast forward of the first few rounds for some of the matchups, which is essentially what would have happened based on the regions. Like Big X playing Carmen's group in the second round is just a fast forward to the round of 24. Get to it round. I'm excited. If you could play any team, like you, even if it's not for the championship, you could play any team in the bracket. Is it going to be overseas elite because they knocked you guys out? Well, I don't care that, I mean, people win games every day. I don't care if they knocked us out, but. I mean, it'd be fun to play him again, especially with Joe Johnson. That'd be intriguing. Is uh, I the one thing I can't remember uh, what team was it? Was Heinz's team in it this year or no? Yeah, there. That's my. So you were gonna. That's who I want to. Uh, that's who I wish we could play. Like a warm up game because just a, a chance. They're not even near us, so it'd be fun to like if we could meet somewhere and just get a warm up game. That'd be fun. You don't think you'll be able to do any scrimmages in Columbus in that in that quarantine period? I think we can. It's just a matter of people. It's just a matter of people, like, you know, conversing with each other. It's just who – And taking it seriously, too. And, yeah. Huh? I say – and taking it seriously, too. Exactly. I, I just – I don't know. It just depends on who feels like being the bigger man and say, hey, you guys want to get a game? Like, as opposed to just staring at each other for, for an hour and a half. Yeah, like, you guys have been yeah, playing 2K for, these for guys, six like, hours straight. You're like, does anyone want to play some real basketball? Yeah, it's just like, oh. come on, like. That'd be fun. I would love to. No. So, well, the Haas team, that'd be fun to play against those guys. Like, like I, there's some very talented people over there. That I, I would love to just, you know, see where, see where that will lead. DB, we appreciate you coming on. You like that little nickname I just came up with, DB? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I heard it, but <laughs> once again, though, I'm glad that you used it. So, yeah. Well, DB, we appreciate you coming on. We will definitely be talking to you during the tournament in some way or another. You're going to get a FaceTime me from me at 4 a.m. and be like, definitely hey, after you're the, playing. Especially you're playing. after the first game. <laughs> especially after the first game. I'm going to call you and wake you up before the first game so you're not ready for it. Uh, I don't – you know my phone's on silent. I'm... All right. <laughs> but seriously, man, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, watching you guys play this summer and having you on again soon. 
Andrew, Joey, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It'd be awesome if you guys could do our show again. It'd be, to- it'd be pretty cool. We're in. Come on. Seriously, I'm dead serious. We're figure it out. We'll come on Final Forecast if you want us on. We, I just asked you. I begged you just now in front of, We're in. In, in We're front in. of your audience. Sure. Basically, I'm We're in. It. We're in. Here. Perfect. Handshake. Three-way handshake. handshake. There you go. Bam. All right. You guys I'll give you the. First. I'll give you the time that's going to be for, for you. <laughs> Not, right. I won't just throw out a random time. And, you know I'm going to text you the hour before and be like, all right, man, you ready? Let's do it. Here we go. We're Such in. a jerk. <laughs> Such a jerk, bro. All right. I appreciate Thank you, you man. guys, man. Seriously. You guys have a good night. All right. You too. All right. We now welcome on to Inside TBT, playing for Mid-American Unity this summer, Romeo Travis. Romeo, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. We really appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, no problem, man. Any time that I can make uh, some time for the TBT so we can get our team out there, uh, I'm all for it. Absolutely. And I think that you're kind of saying the same thing that we're thinking. Mid-American Unity, it's not one of the headlining teams, and you'll agree with that, but you guys bring a lot, a lot to the table. Talk, talk to us a little bit about your squad. Uh, for me personally, uh, I think we got a really good squad. We have a, a team full of gr- uh, good players. You know, we don't have the huge names, but we have really good players. And more importantly, we look for really good guys, you know. Um, so we wanted to have guys that we could know that, you know, if things were going bad during the game, nobody's going to start spazzing or cursing anybody out or anything like that. So, like, having that team chemistry and that bond was really, like, important when we were building this team. Between now and when uh, things kick off on July 4th, is there anyone else that you're looking to add to the squad? Uh, we're looking to add uh, two more guys. Um, we're really looking for um, a tall athletic center. Um, so that's our biggest issue right now. I don't want to call it an issue. Want. That's our want because, I mean, we don't really need anything. But that would really – I think that would put us in championship you I, know, mode right there. I think you don't need to look any further than – than our guy right here, Andrew Zolden, for a tall athletic center. I mean, Andrew, what, you're 5'11 on a good day, and and you can stretch the floor. You might not be athletic, but you can stretch the floor, right? Romeo, if I'm spiking my hair up, I could probably get to about six feet if I can wear a pair of Tims on the court. You think that'll be tall enough? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> who are you going to guard? You know, <laughs> who are you going to check? I, uh, I guard the know. other team's coach. That's who uh, you would guard. Uh, all right, then we could, hey, we could use you. We could use you for something. Romeo, who, who you guys got coaching this year? Uh, we got uh, Mike Carini coaching along with uh, Cameron Joyce, uh, Drew's – Coach Drew Joyce's son and uh, Coach uh, Drew's brother. <laughs> so, we got uh, – we got uh, – uh, we went with a younger staff, uh, so hopefully guys can kind of relate to each other and, and understand each other a little bit better. And so that was the goal was, you know, we wanted to have guys around the same age with the same kind of respect factor so we all know each other uh, in one way or another. And that, that was our goal when putting together this team. I think one common theme between, you know, we've had a chance to talk to the better part of, of the 24 teams uh, in some way, shape, or form. I think that the main um, – the common theme that sticks out to me is that, yes, they're all super talented teams, and you guys have very talented guys, but they're all teams that are very cohesive, and that was part of the plan. You know, like like you said, you want you don't want good players. You want good people. Do you think that, that there is some sort of advantage that comes with sacrificing a little bit of talent in, for the way of, you know, making a better team? 
Oh, uh, don't, don't, yeah, we need good players first. I mean, that's, that's not, like, you have to be good player first. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, a good person also. You know, we can't have, I don't care, you can be the greatest person in the world, but if you suck at basketball, you can't be on this team, unfortunately. So how are you going to have Andrew on the team? If, uh, <laughs> if he... I said, we're going we're gonna to get him a role somehow, some way. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. He may be our... Uh, or a special consultant or something like that, just creative position for him somewhere. I don't know. That's I like it. I'm in. I'm in. Coach position is someone's going to start being the special consultant, just another yeah. way to make the staff a little bit bigger. Yeah, you know, you can just hey, – they're going to find finagle a way to just keep adding guys on the bench without calling them a coach. Exactly. Well, you know, we'll figure something out. <laughs> Romeo, you know, there's some speculation. Is, uh, is Drew coming back this year? I don't know. Uh, you know, we're <laughs> – we're in talks. It's like we're in contract negotiations right now. It's, I don't, I don't know if his CBA allows him. I don't know. Uh, we're just He's holding out. Yeah, man. He wants, he wants the ninety-seven percent of the of the win. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're trying to get him to play. Um, he's been he's coaching and he has to go through the right channels before he can commit to playing uh, one way or another. So he has to speak to his head coach and to the university and everything. So he has to take those proper steps before he can commit. So I can't say that he, before we even know if he's allowed to play, can he, you know, so I'm, uh, I was just with him literally an hour ago. So hopefully uh, that was a good sign that he will play. Obviously you guys got a, uh, talking to you. <laughs> you guys got a quick trip to, uh, to Columbus from Akron compared to, you know, some of the teams coming from Florida and all that. So you got the luxury that if he's like a couple of days before I'm in, you're grabbing him and he's yeah, coming. Yo, yeah. I'll, I'll put him in the trunk. Come on, let's go. <laughs> you know, only thing I got to convince his wife too. So that's going to be a little harder, but I'm pretty, uh, uh, I'm pretty hopeful that he'll play. I think he's leaning towards playing uh, more so than not. Uh, so we'll see. We just got to, I just got to stay on him. And just, you know, and make sure that he's committed one way or another. Just if you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. Let's just, you know, let's find a different player. You yourself, you're a you're a veteran of the TBT. This is not yeah. your first go around. Yeah, what what super, are some <laughs> go ahead, super, what are you saying? I'm a super vet. <laughs> oh <Yeah. laughs> nice, nice way of calling me old. <laughs> what are some well, of the old if you want us to call you old, then we can <laughs> no, no. You old on this show. No, it's okay. You can you reserve that for somebody else. I'm not. All right, all right, fine. fine. <laughs> well, I'm wondering what are some of the things that you like about TBT from all the years you've gotten to play in it? Uh, just for one, I like the I like to be able to play at a high level in the summer. Um, organized, high level. It's hard to find good five on five. Um, only time I play five on five is in TBT. I never do it um, any other time. So this is good for me. Um, second of all, of course, the money. Um, if somebody get a chance to win that kind of money, it would be awesome. But third of all, I get to play with guys I would never play with, um, you know, under any other circumstances. And it's, it's great for me. Um, we got Carlos Metlock, who went to Eastern Michigan, who I've known, I've known Los since we played against each other in college. But now we get to be on teams. You know, that's pretty cool to me. You know, um, I played for the, for the VCU team, and I got to play with all those guys and with Jamal Shuler and, you know, Eric Maynard and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that was cool for me. You know, I, I would have never been able to play with these guys and get to know these guys. So that's one thing that I really like about the TBT is really bringing together groups of guys that may never have a chance to compete with each other. It's clear that the TBT for everybody is just the best form of basketball that a professional basketball player could play. 
in the summer. There's just nothing yeah. that compares to number one, the level of competition that you're facing. And then number two, the organization of it in terms of it's a real deal basketball game, but all it is in the grand scheme of things, unless you're winning the money and everyone's trying to, it's the perfect tune up for your professional career. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's why I look at it as, you know, um, of course we want to win and, and, you know, go out there. The goal is to win and compete and play hard, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if you don't, you went out there, you traveled, you got to see a nice city and you got to play some really good high level basketball and prepare you for, you know, your professional season where you're going to actually for sure get paid. And <laughs> There's a big difference when I'm for sure getting paid and I might get paid. So uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I just, the, El the Elam ending, man, I'm just, I'm 50, 50 on it. Um, yeah. I'm 50, 50 on it. Uh, Let's hear why. I mean, you know, we can't, I grew up on a defense win championship type of mantra. Like, you know, if you get five stops and you, but you don't score once, you still can possibly lose the game. And that's strange. I don't know is the best way to put it, but uh, they want to end on a bucket and that's the way they want it. And that's the way it is. And, you know, you have to adjust accordingly, but that's the only thing that I 50, 50, I kind of like it because you got to end on a bucket, but I also kind of don't like it because you can also string together some stops and still lose. Speaking of uh, 50, you had yourself a 50-point game a couple years ago. Yeah. You, th you think we could see a 50-point game from you in the TBT this summer? I don't shoot that much. Uh, so, I'm not going to – I'll probably shoot about 10, 10 shots a game. Um, 12 to 15, I'm feeling really good. But uh, <laughs> I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a volume shooter. Um, that day, I really uh, – I shot 26 shots to get my 50 points. So, I didn't shoot a ton of shots, you know. Um, I've never been a high-volume shooting guy, so it's just not my thing, you know. Um, in the Philippines, it's a different kind of it's a different kind of league where they expect you to shoot and score more. And so uh, that game, I, I really shot the ball really well. It's been games where I shot the ball way more than that, and I had way less points. <laughs> so uh, this was a, a really good day for me. I mean, I, I only missed one free throw, and I missed six shots the whole game. I was 20 for 26. Uh, so it was a really, just a really good day, man. I can't, uh, I didn't even know it either. We were playing in one of them old school gyms when we only had the score up there, no, uh, no fouls, no points per player. So I didn't even know. Um, the best thing for me was I didn't know because I just kept going and kept going. And if I would have known I had 40, I probably would have stopped shooting and tried to defer to my teammates and try to get other people involved. But luckily I didn't because I had it going that day. That's one way to look at it. Cause I think, uh, the majority of the world, if they saw they had 40, it would be like, all right, how am I going to get to 50? And then once yeah. you get to 50, it's how am I going to get to 60? So yeah. That. yeah, man, my guy, Eric McCullum, man, he always yells at me. If I get to 20, I'm cool. You know, I'm good. Like, you know, uh, let's just let's get other people involved. Let me try to get the ball around. He like, no, get to 25, <laughs> get to 30, you know. And so he's a professional scorer. And so he has that mindset. I don't really have that mindset. So it's different for me. Uh, we come from different playing backgrounds you know he, he always was a scorer I was more so never a scorer uh, uh, so it, it's weird it was weird for me to transition from uh, a role player to a uh, to a scorer yeah uh, you mentioned the differences between you know the Philippines and TBT which I assume there's a lot of differences but how do you think TBT compares to some of your overseas leagues that you've played in 
Um, I, I think the TBT can compare talent-wise with uh, with a lot of leagues across the world. Um, coaching and structure with, with just a little bit of time, I think, uh, is different because they don't have the time and the real structure to really put in some real schemes and some real defenses and some real offenses to combat a lot of the things team do. And we don't really get to scout either. So the talent though is unmatched. Uh, like you can, these, these guys are so talented across the board, you know, um, overseas, you got three Americans tops. I mean, you know, three, five on the floor max, but over here, you know, you got waves and waves of really good players. And it's, you know, it's, you can't really, take your foot off the gas because it's somebody who's maybe even better coming off the bench. And and you just got to stay prepared because these guys are super talented. You ever talk to guys when you play them overseas? Like, Hey man, you got, you got to come play in this TBT. It's a lot of fun. I think you like it. I mean, I talk to guys all the time and uh, some guys, I even talked to my guy, DJ Stephens just to take his temperature. Uh, he's like, I'm resting man in the summer. Some guys like to rest and to give their body a break. And some guys like, yo, hit me up. A lot of guys called me after they seen um, our team last year and was like, please put me on the team next year, man. Call me, blah, blah, blah. So it's 50, you know, probably 60, 40 guys who want to play, but you know, it's, it's each person's different, man. So every, some people want to just chill and relax. Other people want to just, you know, turn up and, and play. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine DJ Steffens in the dunk contest for the TBT? Uh, he would not win it because he's too he's too light, man. They're gonna knock my guy out of the air and and, and try to injure him, man. I don't well, want. What to, if he jumped over them? My guy's about one seventy five, man. He ain't he, he ain't built for that. When I'm watching the highlights of DJ Stephens, it's it seems like almost like every other highlight is like in like an AAU tournament setting, almost. You know, and no. uh, a lot of those highlights are from All Star Game. And so okay. when he's in the, the bright red uniforms, or I think it is, or when he's standing between the legs, Don? Yeah, that's all star game. Uh, he was my teammate that year. And so we were teammates in France. So if you have a, you see a couple of his highlights, you see me throwing him lobs. These are professional 7,000 seat gyms. So well, I, my, my question was not, I wasn't getting after that. I was more saying, Sometimes it looks like the hoops are low or he's playing on a trampoline. Oh, no, no. He's just – he's <laughs> – oh, no. Because, <laughs> you know, you know that the AAU – some of the AAU tournaments you go to, you're playing on this, like, field house court that you – Yeah, no. Oh, no. You can jump to the ceiling. No, and then this they get guy – they can't touch the net. No, this guy is freakishly, ridiculously athletic. I mean, they call him the moon man for a reason. Uh, the some of the stuff you watch him do in practice, you know, you just sit there and be like, did he just? Yeah, he just did that. You know, it's kind of like it's weird because there's only a few players that I'm really in awe of their athleticism, and he's one of them. And it, it was bad because we had to play against each other, and so sometimes I would post him up and he would just back up, back up, and then I would shoot it, and he would literally just throw my shot to half court, just wait for me to shoot it because he's just that athletic, man. It's, it's not just, fair. Yeah, his his athleticism is is like. Yeah, it's probably like maybe five people in the world who can who can jump. It's just straight jump as high as he can jump, you know, just straight athleticism. Getting your uh, shot blocks got to frustrate you as the all-time leading shot blocker in Akron history, right? It's, it's funny because it's just it's like you don't, you're not used to it. And so, like, you just like, man, what just happened? Like, you got to pause. Like, that's weird. So yeah. he, I'm supposed to do that to you. Yeah, so I had to adjust my game a lot because uh, he, he actually made me a lot smarter because you, when you're playing with a guy that athletic, man, you can't just shoot regular layups or hook shots because he's just going to throw your stuff 
you know, all the way out to the half quarter three point line. So you just gotta with his athleticism, man. It's as you. Can, it's like it's like being guarded by Andrew, just to yeah. circle all the way back. <laughs> he, he said it, not me. I didn't. I would not talk about you like that, Andrew. I don't know you that well to pick on you yet. We got to become better friends. Yeah. Romeo, yeah. I I appreciate that. <laughs> Something I definitely want to talk to you about. So, the first round matchup came out. Mid American Unity is playing Team CP3. I told you before the interview that I was big more than a game fan. Any chance we see you guys locking arms doing the we ready I don't know. the game? I don't think so. I don't think we're going to be that ready. <laughs> so we're going to be ready. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be that ready to be, you know, out here talking trash and, you know, hyping these guys up. Um, we're going to play good against a good, talented CP3 team. Uh, and, it's, and it's funny because CP3, he's a, he's a friend, and it's going to be ironic. you got to play against a friend's team. But, you know, in basketball, once you get in those lines, there's no friends. So we're going to go out there, you know, uh, we always been an underdog. They got us ranked lower. And, we, you know, we're just going to do what we got to do. It, we always talk about um, that the TBT, the, the TBT gods are always puppeteering the matchups to kind of make it must-watch television. And in your guys' case, it's the perfect example because it's basically – CP3 obviously supporting his team, and then LeBron has got your guys back without a doubt. So what do you think about that little dynamic of it's really LeBron versus CP3 in a fandom off? Yeah, it's, it's you know, they they knew what they was doing. And it's, <laughs> uh, whatever. Come on, Dan. You know what you're doing. <laughs> no, but it's all good. Uh, I think it's it's good for basketball. Uh, you're going to always tell people, you know, because I – Overseas, they try to duck teams. So, like, oh, we don't match up good with this team. If we lose this game, we won't play them in the first round. Or, you know, or if we win this game, we won't play such and such in the first round. And so, but no matter who you play, you're going to have to beat somebody. And, you know, no matter who you play, it's going to be a game played. So, you just line them up and knock them down. So, whoever it is, we're going to have to play. Lace them up. Whatever happens, happens. Shake your hand after I win. Shake your hand if I lose. Or, you know, I don't care. <laughs> it's just basketball. I'm going to go out here and play hard as I possibly can, give you everything I got, and, and, and live with the results. So this year in the uh, in the NBA All-Star game, we got to see, you know, LeBron play with the Elam ending with the end of that All-Star game. It seemed like he liked it. It seems like you don't like it. Do you guys have any discussions with that? Uh, I don't dislike it. I just don't. <laughs> like it <laughs> like, it's, it's, not meant like for, it's not made for a player like you right That's yeah like yeah it's just not for me it's not my style of game like you know uh, I'm not a high scorer I'm not a you know a guy who's going to go out here and just play one-on-one and try to get a bucket for game that's not really my what I do you know but I will you know if I will play defense and strap it up and you know play hard and so the Elam ending is fun it's exciting it has a lot of good things to it you know I, I'm not saying that I it's scrapped the Elon ending for any kind of basketball event. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's just, I just don't, I would rather let the time run out. However, the time runs out. Joey and I, Joey and I have talked about kind of like our dream team that we want to see in TBT, whether it's players, coaches, stuff like that. I got a proposition for you. Tell me if you think this is possible. All right. Okay. <laughs> Couple couple years from now, five or six years from now. More like 10, if I know where this is. 10 years from now, the Fab Five team, all right? Starting we'll lineup. We'll be 40. 
Yeah, but you got you got experience. You got championship experience, and you can be Coaching coached by Coach play. Drew. I'm I'm helping you out, Andrew. I got I got your back on this one, Coach. You don't you don't have to play. You're the head coach. Clearly. Oh, oh, fucking coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the team is made <laughs> up of the team is made up of you, LeBron, in some sort. You, LeBron, Coach Drew, Lil Drew, uh, Sion, and Willie. You think we could see a team like that? <laughs> <laughs> With those last two, you are, you was close, but like you, it was almost possible to name those last two names, Shiana and Willie. Man, those what about are, I, taking this, spinning off a little bit? What about a banana boat team? Oh, that would be good. I would like to see that, but they're too rich, so they wouldn't. Right, so they're the, they're the GMs. Oh, it's basically combining Team CP3 with Mid American Unity. You know, obviously, the, the, you've got the, your guys. The I banana, don't want to, the banana they, boat. Everyone can be on the team. Yeah, the banana boat brothers would never. They they're too big individually to combine, like during because they they are just so big. Each one of them are so you know their own person. I don't think they would combine. That's like you know uh, you know the Transformers con- connecting and, and making a suit. Like it's just it's like the Avengers. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much of a good thing, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. So okay, final final offer: a okay. banana boat regional, where uh, all four of those guys they'll probably will pr- it'll probably be in L.A. Right, where sure. they each got the, the Marquette teams out there for Dwayne Wade, Mid American Unity, CP3's team. And then Syracuse already has their team, so there you go. It's the. I, I like I like that. That's the that they can make it the banana boat. It wouldn't be an official because I know these guys, uh, somewhat, and I'm pretty sure that they're not going to v- verbally commit to supporting these teams. But <laughs> but I do think that they would watch in and kind of talk trash to each other. So it would. I can see that. That's a. I can see them playing against each other, talking trash back and forth. I can. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna actually see LeBron this week, so I'm gonna talk a little. I'm gonna tell him to hit up CP and talk a little trash to him. You so think we, we could do uh, this interview part two with LeBron there? I don't think so. <laughs> I can't guarantee you anything, but it's like a seventy-eight percent no. Well, if you sh- if you like shot him the Zoom link right now, what are the percent chances he'd hop in? Zero. Uh, it depends. He would be like, "What is this?" And then he gonna be like, "He's gonna need like a ten-part essay of like what's going on and who's involved and what am I doing here." He called. He called me. Uh, he called my old number the other, the other day on accident, and some random person picked up, and he was talking to him for five for like a couple minutes, and they was like, "Yeah, uh, where's your dad at?" And he, he he was like, "No, where's your like where's Romeo at?" He's like, "Oh, this is not." Romeo, you got the wrong number. He he was talking to him for like a little. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine picking up the phone? Well, not you, but anyone else. Could you imagine picking up the phone and you're here? Hey, hey, bro, it's Brown. What's up? And you're like, it, it was hilarious because he called because he called me back like two seconds later. It was like, man, I called the I had two numbers for you and I called the wrong number. And I was like, uh, <laughs> you're bad. But it was pretty funny though. So I was I was telling you earlier, I've seen more than a game, probably more times than time you guys put in to make that movie. <laughs> and something I always wonder is what the what the heck were your guys' relationships like with like the random kids that you had English class with during that time? Oh, uh, it's pretty it's pretty funny because everybody had their own like pocket of friends outside of the team, you know, because everybody is different, you know, so everybody kind of gravitates to different people 
you know, who you're cool with, you know? And so everybody had a, their own kind of pocket of friends outside of, but everybody was cool, man. Like, you know, nobody was like, nobody was jerks. Uh, you had a few, you know, people who were going to say a couple things under their breath because they didn't like us because we were getting a lot of attention in high school, but more times than not, everybody was pretty like chill. Like, you know, they were in class was class, you know, they, they didn't really, you know, kiss our butts or nothing. But then when they came to the games, they supported us heavily. And then in class, we were just classmates. Like everybody was just, it was just, cause when it was going on, you really didn't feel how big it was. You know, you just, you knew it was something good was happening, but you didn't know it was going to be like a movie made about it. Good. Yeah. yeah. And then the next second you're making a documentary and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty wild. You're like, Oh my God, ask- there's a random kid in Chicago. That's going to watch this 15,000 times. <laughs> I mean, I never thought it would, uh, it all, it almost didn't get made. So I never thought it would get made and then it would get to be that big. It was actually like a student's like class project. Wow. Yeah, and it turned into a movie. One of the best <laughs> soundtracks ever, too. Yeah, oh, man. It was Jimmy Iovine. He he did the soundtrack. I got to meet Jimmy Iovine because of that movie. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. I got to ask you another question. I So I'm a big shoe guy. I don't know if you can see the boxes. So Usually people comment about it. I'm a big shoe guy. And being at Ohio State, we're like the only LeBron-sponsored school besides Akron also. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to wear LeBron's. My question to you is, are you forced? Forced. Forced. No, no it's not against my will. I love doing it, but no. we were forced. And it wasn't a bad thing, but we were. No, no, I'm not forced to do anything. I, I'm a uh, – uh, no. <laughs> they don't pay me, so uh, – but I do get uh, some merch, so I do uh, represent the brand, so they show me love. So it's only right that I show love back. But, no, I don't have to wear LeBron's. Roman, I'm wear- trying – I'm trying to get a pair of Romeos. Are those man, out me, there anywhere? Me too, man. If I if we can get some of them, we're gonna be cooking. We're gonna be out here. I sell them for thirty eight dollars. <laughs> we gonna get us like some Olajuwon's. You're just gonna be sliding around. You can't stop. Yeah, you know? you'll have the only pair that's really performance based. You know, like that you can actually play in. I feel like man. that's what the that's what the balls did. Like they yeah, get I one just shoe say that. for Lonzo, and the other ones were like made out of cardboard. It's crazy that I didn't know that for a really long time until I got an actual pair of some, like, a actual pair of shoes. And I looked at it. I said, man, hold on. Then I looked at the shoes that I received in the mail, and I'm looking at these like, wait a minute. <laughs> these are not the same shoe, you know? And so – I just I just found it so funny that they were selling they were selling the shoe, selling another color of the shoe, and then selling the shoe autographed, and it came with a light-up box. I thought that was, was so funny. No, they were uh, – is. I don't want to say anything bad about them. No, you don't so, shouldn't because we talk all the time about how uh, they, there will be a, a big baller brand team, the TBT eventually. Yeah, so they were very innovative. Uh, they were very creative. I just wish it was executed better. Absolutely. Agree with and that. that. And that's all. That's, all <laughs> that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll end it at that because I, I got much love for what they were trying to do, and but it just didn't – it wasn't executed. Uh, I got uh, I got one last more than a game question, and then we'll move on from it, I promise. <laughs> Are you still in shock every time you see highlights from, from Drew making 56 threes in the championship game? Uh, I didn't see it live. 
Uh, so when I watch it, I'm watching it, you know, when I seen the videos, I watched it secondhand also. So I was shocked, I mean, because the type of threes he was making, I wasn't on the team that year. Right, you joined so, sophomore year. Yeah, so just when I watch it, I'm like, man, it's crazy because, like, you don't shoot that good no more. What happened? <laughs> like, you know, I'm sitting there watching him shoot the ball. You know, who is this guy? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, it's not the guy that I see make seven three-pointers. This is somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am shocked because I would like to see him shoot better, you know, and, and more frequent. If, you guys, <laughs> if he not, can hit seven threes in a TBT game, I think you guys could get the dub. If he makes seven three in TBT in a TBT game, I'm taking him to dinner. And <laughs> you're gonna have and you're gonna have fifty. So right well, there, that's a lot right, of points. That's seventy. We good. We gonna be all right. <laughs> Where are you gonna take him to dinner? You you can't leave. No, oh man, oh, uh, I guess I order room service. I guess to the, to, to the hotel. I don't know. <laughs> Getting some cookies. I don't know. I don't insomnia cookies ordered in. I don't know what I'll do. Something special for them. Yeah, you, you get some Swenson's DoorDash to the hotel. They got Swenson's in Columbus. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to make accurate reference. I can speak on that. I can they speak do? on that. They do. Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't. They'll be a top goal. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't ever go to Columbus. So this is. <laughs> You can say it's near. I don't yeah, it's know. near the Top Golf and the mall. And, oh, and the, yeah, all that stuff, you know. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> I know exactly what you talk about over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Romeo, something we like to do with our guests, and I think you're going to be very good at this. <laughs> we like to let our guests ask us a question or two, and you, you, you're going to come up with some good ones. I'm confident in that. So the floor yeah. is yours. Any questions you have, ask away. All right, Joey, what position did you play at Ohio State? You want to guess based on uh, based on looking at on the Zoom call? Yeah, I would guess that you played left out. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Point guard. Yeah, no, well, your first guess was right. Um, <laughs> no, I um my my stature, I'm I'm 6 foot. I have the stature of a point guard, but my position was was shooter. I just got in there and chucked it. Oh, yeah, that's a great job. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I was blessed to be, you know, uh, in a really nice position where the coaches never got mad at me for shooting because it was always at the end of the game when we had it won. So, yeah, I was put in there to I'll chuck it up. Job. And you got all the gear, too. Exactly. Andrew. That's what I went for. It was perfect. Andrew, what kind of gel you use, man? Oh, you like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually – I showered right before the interview because I was so nervous because it was a guy from uh, more than a game coming on the show. So, <laughs> so, so I took a shower, and I actually didn't gel it. I kind of just did a little push-up like that. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, I don't have any hair. So. I, was, I was about to say, what kind of gel do you use? Man, I, I wish I could – I wish I had hair. You know, that's one of my dreams. Uh, <laughs> I wake up – well, it's actually a nightmare. I wake up, but I don't have any hair. I go to sleep. I have a good dream. I got nice, luxurious hair, and I wake up – Ball. So, <laughs> if you could choose any hairstyle to rock, what would you choose? If you had full hair at your uh, at your pleasure, <laughs> uh, just like a, just like a little two inch little baby fro, not too much, you know, just a little hair. Man. I, I don't want a lot, just a little baby two incher. You Somebody know? you can run your fingers through, maybe a little bit. Yeah, just like if I get upset, I can just scratch my hair, you know. Like, but I don't. I just it's all scalp back here. It's just nothing but skin, man. I, it's 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 bad, but. I know, uh, I know LeBron's got a lot of money, but you guys are definitely the two of you saving on shampoo. I can tell you oh, that. Oh, man. Oh, all I need is this much. Just put it over. 
<laughs> put on the fingertips for the shampoo. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, Romeo, this has been awesome, man. We appreciate you coming on. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to get you back on when everyone's in quarantine and stuff like that. We'd love to do another, uh, like, a part two episode. Oh, man, thanks for having me, man. You guys have a good night. All right, Absolutely. you too, you man. Too. We'll talk to you yeah. soon. Talk soon. Three awesome, awesome, awesome awesome, 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 awesome interviews. I'm happy that we got to talk to our first like legitimate TBT coach because when we talked to Dan Friel a few months ago, I think it was a little over a month ago, a month and a half, he told us that's kind of the next wave that they're expecting to see in TBT is a wave of like coaches or people that are trying to further their coaching careers by coaching in TBT. And I don't think you can find a better coach than Coach Homer Drew, Hall of Fame coach. So that was a great interview. Yeah, I think all three interviews, we say this every time, they're so different, and that's what makes doing this so much fun. Homer Drew was awesome. That was like so – I mean, everything we expected with an interview with a coach, it was just like that, and then so much more. It it definitely helped that we had some mutual connections to him. Um, But I think (laughs) that was awesome. Sean Butler was (laughs) – excuse me, I'm – (laughs) <laughs> we're good over here. Um, Deshaun Butler was uh, so much fun to talk to and like very refreshing in terms of his point of view in terms of the TBT and what best Virginia in general. And then Romeo Travis, Andrew is such a huge LeBron fan and a huge more than a game fan, as you heard in that interview. So when we hung up with that interview, the first thing Andrew said was, that's the closest I'll ever be to talking to LeBron. Well, he said there's a there's a, he said there's a seventy eight percent chance that he wouldn't do something with us, which means 22% there's a twenty two percent. Yeah, I thought he was going to call him. So for those of you listening to this, not watching, I said, can we send the Zoom link to LeBron? And he like looked like he was looking at his phone, and I thought he was about to send it to him, but he was like, no, we can't. But that obviously. Would have been very cool. If you're still listening at this point, we appreciate it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Andrew Zolden. He's at Joey Smoke 14. And we're at Inside TBT. You also should follow at Germos Masks. Best masks. They'll keep you safe. They'll keep you protected. And, I mean, if you don't have anything else, Joe, we should probably let our guests get back to whatever they're – or we should probably let our listeners get back to whatever else they're doing because they just spent about two hours listening to this episode. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the TBT. I'm going to be in Columbus, like, next week, which is just so exciting. So, even if I'm not around the TBT, the atmosphere in Columbus is just going to be ridiculous. So, um, we're excited for basketball. I mean, hopefully baseball can get it figured out so that we can just prove that even, like, the TBT is better than professional baseball and stuff. That would be fun. So, yeah, I mean, all things are just (laughs) – it's just so positive. Just a great outlook on life right now. I'm just so happy sports are back. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we have a blast doing these. If you guys have any uh, anything you want us to talk about, any recommendations on guests, we're all ears. So let us know.